Welcome back, Literary Slummers, to another episode of Shelf Aware, the podcast where we are reading books outside of our comfort zones. I'm Anna. And I'm Em. This week on Shelf Aware, we are wrapping up two different units with a surprise mm-hmm. bonus fourth book. I found a very special book. A very <laughs> special book. Both the um, time travel romance unit, which was technically time travel, time slip Highland romance, and this isn't Highland, but it is time slip, and mm-hmm. the prehistoric. Uh, unit with Shea Savage's Transcendence. Anna, what did you think? So you all know how I have that big problem with like people, mostly women, falling back into time to stay with their mm-hmm. Highlander laird. Mm-hmm, yeah. Um, that is that's even worse for me in this book. <laughs> no good. It's not good for you. If I if I knew if I had the knowledge that I had traveled through time mm-hmm. uh, to the Stone Age. And mm-hmm. that there was probably no way for me to get back. I would just eat myself off the tallest wow. rock I could find. I, this is the, I, no. I as someone who grew up, I, I'm a millennial. I know. I know the luxuries of modern modern day life. I'm not living through this. <laughs> you know that's that's fair, and I'm I'm glad you know that about yourself. Yes, yes. Also, also, they're so dirty. All the, I'm not here for this at all. Every sex scene, I was like, but the hygiene, though. <laughs> I mean, we have talked before about the scruffy versus spiffy uh-huh. sexuality spectrum. And you, you are hard spiffy. And I lean more yes. towards scruffy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so mm-hmm. this is not as big of an issue for me, the dirt and grime and muck and such. Yeah. How did you feel about this, though, the situation that our heroine, Beth, is in? It was, okay, I feel mm, conflicted, I think, probably, is that I can't decide if I liked this book in kind of like a, oh, yeah, this is a fun little sexy little, little, I mean, it wasn't really, but like, you know, it was a fun little romance novel. They had some chemistry, I guess. Um, who's to say? Who's to say? <laughs> Impossible to tell. And just being like it's one of those things where it's just that I could not ever picture myself being okay in this situation for mm-hmm, not for mm-hmm. the reason of, I don't think I would like prehistoric times, although certainly I wouldn't, but <laughs> more of the not talking thing. Yes. Yes. Which I thought I was going to be okay with. Cause I was like, I'm fine with a romance novel in which they don't speak the same language. You know, like if it was, that one segment of Love Actually where <laughs> they don't speak Spanish and English and that's kind oh, of no. that's kind of okay. Uh, no. <laughs> because they both start learning the other person's language. And yeah, I thought after that they're apart. Yeah, yeah I thought yeah. that's maybe where this was gonna go, was like they learn to communicate and they mm-hmm. don't. So they like really don't. They really, they really, really don't. don't. I guess they just know. And that's kind of the problem, right? Is that all of this yeah. is from the guy's perspective, who is a caveman. And, um, like, he's like, oh, I know what Bet is thinking. I mm-hmm. I get what she's putting down. I'm picking up her signals. But sometimes he's wrong. So Extremely. it makes it kind of hard to really know. I mean, I guess kind of with the ending and the stuff that's implied there. But we never really get Bet's perspective. So it's like... Yeah, unless you read the novella, which I didn't. Uh, that is like a follow up to this one, which I, you know, you know me, parallel novels, not my jam. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I did not read it. I was gonna <laughs> read it before this podcast, but I had other stuff to do, so I didn't. And I, I probably, don't blame you. Probably won't, but maybe. No, no. Um, 
yeah, I think the the, the lack of communication uh, is is a big hindrance, and it especially like. <sighs> I don't know. I guess with the other prehistoric fiction book that we read that featured people, mm-hmm. uh, the Clan of the Cave Bear, there was there were distinct languages. Mm-hmm. Because like here's the thing with this book, it's all it's all exposition. Like there's yeah. no there's no dialogue really at all except for some grunts and ho oh. and their names and the word kiss, which is kiss, kiss. and luff, which is love. Yeah. But also mm-hmm. the guy saying it doesn't know that those are what those mean because he doesn't yes. understand language. Mm-hmm. So, okay. I, I don't know. Like, I feel like if he can learn how to make an an axe or, mm-hmm. like, fire, you can he can start to understand, like, some sounds. No, I think that this actually tracks because I think that that is, is like, it? a specific brain okay. function that developed later to have, like language because he doesn't understand like she can't get him to understand written symbology so like the connection between yeah things, but even dogs learn how what some words mean they don't learn what they mean though they just like he um, learns what the sound kiz means that yeah, they can do he that only mouth thing learn three words one of them was no which but is again good, but. he doesn't learn that like kiss means kiss he just knows that making that sound will get him that like physical mm-hmm. response he never puts that together he never links it as like that sound means that thing and there's even like a part where she's like trying to point at things and say things and like he can't so I think that that is like and you know psychologists can weigh in but I think that that is a specific brain function of being able to Mm -hmm. link like abstract meaning to like words and concepts and stuff like that I think yeah so I was like, yeah, I guess. Yeah, I guess he'd never I be guess. able to figure it out. I just I just feel like my own dog knows the, <laughs> the context of more words than Ed ever learned well. in his whole silly little life. Uh, Your dog is smarter than Ed. What can we say? Oh, no. That's, that's bad news for Ed. Yep. <laughs> um, yes. Um. I also we also have to talk like right up front. This is this is hardcore breeding kink from mm-hmm. the get go. Mm-hmm. Ed claps eyes on on Beth on Beth Elizabeth, uh, and he's like, "That's my mate. I'm gonna put a baby in her." And he doesn't stop doing that That's the whole book. The big thought, the big brain thought from Ed is <laughs> need to put a baby in her. And need to put a baby in her. Can I put two babies in her at once? Is it, another question he has had a couple times in this book. So uh, you know, if that is your kink. Maybe check this one out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's one that does not do anything for me personally. <laughs> I'm not here to shame anybody's kinks. Nope. No. I just, that was, that was another issue I had with this book was it wasn't a preference of mine mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to read about constantly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I thought, I thought the book for, it was well-written for something that didn't have a ton of dialogue in it. Mm-hmm. I, there wasn't a lot of times where I was like, this is horrendous. Yeah. I, I, you know, cause there's a, te- this is a book about people who do the same things pretty much every day. It's mm-hmm. a book of chores. It's a chore book. Uh, yep. Chore book. We, we know them well on this podcast, unfortunately. Um, but I, this didn't, it didn't feel as tedious as others did do yeah I think it might have been maybe because it was from like it was interesting in that it was the temporal fish out of water 
but it's from the perspective of the fish in temporal water. Uh, Mm -hmm. So the person who's, you know, hasn't done the time traveling. So like you get, I feel like a lot of times when it's one of these time traveling things, it's kind of like time period tourism, right? Of like, Mm -hmm. oh, wouldn't it be neat to be in this time? Let's see what cool things were there. But like, obviously Ed is used to the things there. So it was more about like, what Beck could invent and the invention seemed yes. way more cool because like it was from Ed's perspective. Yeah, Ed had <laughs> never seen anything like this before. He was like I will say this for Ed, he was a total wife dude. The wife oh, guy. Yeah. He like oh, yeah. he loved Beck with his whole Just being. All in. All in from yes. the get go. Yeah. Um, so everything Bet did, it was just like the single most phenomenal thing he'd ever witnessed. Which um, also, to be fair, probably was since this certainly yeah. I mean, we find out at the end of the book did cause some uh, archaeological <laughs> issues in terms of her inventing stuff before they should have been yeah. invented. Really, like, <laughs> fucked over her parents on accident. Yeah. Really, like, tarnished their... Um... <laughs> but that's the only reason she went to the office in the first place. Time is a mm-hmm. closed circle. Yep. Yep. <laughs> no, yeah, no no uh, paradoxes no. in this one or anything. No, no, no. It's... It all was meant to be. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I guess, like, if you're if you're someone, A, who doesn't mind the breeding kink and, and two, is very much into imagining this lifestyle of what it would be like if you had nothing. Um, <laughs> and, and you also don't mind reading from a male perspective because I was kind of thrown by that. Mm-hmm. I thought this was going to be, like, a split perspective at least. But, no, it's just, like, it's just Ed the whole way through, um, which – some some people may like that some might not it was okay for me I always prefer to read from a woman's point of view but you know whatever um this I think this was for what it is good and and it's well beloved on Goodreads uh so lots of people obviously also think it is good I you know for the reasons stated previous it wasn't my favorite read mm-hmm. but it wasn't like I'm. it wasn't offensive in the way that other books we've read have been so yeah i mean i think that like it had maybe some a couple little things where i was like eh, not sure about that but like overall i think it was a, a fun romance novel that if you happen to be into uh time travel romance and if you're mm-hmm. okay with the like the stuff that we said like the breeding kink and the lack of like communication if that mm-hmm. all sounds fine to you you know give it a shot you might like it yeah it was kind of fun filling in the blanks at times mm-hmm. when, like, trying to figure out what exactly Beth was doing because it was all very, like, inane, boring things. Like, at one point, she has she, – she gets a book, and Ed just has, like – he's like, no what, why are there flat pictures of things I cannot touch? Or, like, flat versions. Like, flat flowers that feel like nothing. You know, like yeah. – um, it took me a while to figure out it was a book. It took I was me like, an embarrassingly long – Yes, I thought so, too. <laughs> I was, and I was like, how would it work without electricity? Yeah, yeah. I was like, how long is, like, are they so far in the future? Like, I get time travel yeah. happen. So they're, like, further in the future. So maybe yeah, yeah, they yeah. have, like, forever batteries. I and don't know. Internet. No, it's just I don't a know. book. <laughs> just brought Wi-Fi to the prehistoric ages. I totally agree. I think that, like, that part was also pretty fun. And this might seem like a very mean comparison, but I don't mean it this way. But it mm-hmm. put me a lot in mind of um, A Dog's Purpose, 
where it is like <laughs> that's I know that sounds very mean but like that thing of like oh it is a dog living in the human world and the dog doesn't understand human things so he's yes. describing things and he doesn't like have the words to describe what they actually are it was that mm-hmm. thing that Raptor Red tried to do with snow but didn't work because they yes. had the words for like kilograms and stuff and I was like I don't believe mm-hmm. you don't know what snow is um <laughs> so like you know if, if that seems like your vibe yeah, it's, yeah. It's a cute little book. Yeah, I think you do you do have to suspend your disbelief at times because like for some reason Ed knows like the words carotid artery yes. but doesn't know like <laughs> Yes. Doesn't know a lot of other basic things. Um but you know, the story's gotta be told, so you just gotta suspend your disbelief there. Um but yeah, this is this is certainly a unique romance novel. I've not read something of this vein also I don't look for things in this vein so that might be why but be. if you're looking for if you're tired of your same old time slip romances just just keep traveling further back in time with yeah. transcendence eventually we'll be happy gets weird mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> um cool cool what else have you been reading um well I'm I'm trying to stick with horror right now which doesn't quite mm-hmm. fit with this week but should fit with other weeks um mm-hmm I did finish uh, Blackwater Sister, which I know I had recommended a while ago and said I was only a little bit of the way through. And I took mm-hmm. a break from it to read other things that I could recommend. So I finally did get to finish that. And it was oh God, very that's good. Brave of you for revealing that we do that often. I know, I know, podcast. right? <laughs> Usually I've been really good about actually finishing the books all the way through before. Like, oh. And I always say if I've fully finished them or not, like yeah. when I'm recommending them. But um, I did managed to finish that and it was really good so recommend that but I also read um this week Moon of the Crusted Snow by Wabasheg Rice it's about like a post-apocalypse sort of situation but on a Anishinaabe reservation in Canada and it's like the apocalypse happens and they get shut off from you know modern conveniences and how they deal with that and kind of how that would be different on a reservation that is miles and miles and miles away from everything else and is kind of already self-sustaining. And um, I feel like a lot of times in post-apocalyptic novels, it's very much like, look how everything falls apart, right? Mm -hmm. And this was a lot more of like, well, it doesn't have to, you know. Um, Could keep going. Yeah, and it's brought up in the book at one point. Um, I don't want to spoil too much about it, but... Uh, one of the characters brings up the fact that for um, many indigenous cultures, the apocalypse has already happened. They have been forced to leave the world that they knew to move somewhere else, right? So, like, mm-hmm. they make this point that for them, the apocalypse has happened many times, and this is just another apocalypse, right? Oh, so yeah. it was, it was okay. a really good read, and it's a short read. Um, and it's just spooky enough, I think, if you – there is a little bit of uh, creepy stuff in there if you're into that. Um, mm-hmm. Nothing supernatural. It's all realistic. But um, if you are looking for something for this season, that one might be a good one to check out. That sounds good. I uh, I dipped into uh, a Hades Persephone retelling. Uh, Yet again. Hades. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Hot as Hades by Alicia Rye. I was like, Alicia Rye, sorry. Hot as Hades by Alicia Rye. I think I've read I, stuff by her, but I haven't read that one. Yeah, I did not know. I guess I'm only familiar with like her more recent stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is like from back in 2011. So it's been a minute, but it, this was really good. Um, it felt like, I don't want to say it's it was modern, but it was definitely like, like Hades at one point puts on a tie and has a watch. So like mm. it's more modern than it's yeah. not like ancient 
uh, Greece. Um, so yeah, that was really good. Also short, it was like 116 pages. Um, and it's, it's just, it's just Hades, Persephone sex. Love it. That's, that's all you need. You gotta love it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then also I've been watching Squid Game. So, you know, Ugh. I so fucking good. have still been just watching horror movies and also the first part of the Britney Spears documentary on Netflix. I do um, not watch that. It's very oh. sad so far. Yeah. And I, I think it will probably, I'm towards the end and I think it's probably just going to be sad all the way through. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Ugh. But yeah, Squid Games is also on my list. I know that I need to to watch that so I can hang out with the cool kids. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I don't want to have to uh, avoid spoilers. Yeah, you know, that's fair. That's valid. But speaking of avoiding spoilers, let's not do that anymore. And let's talk about this book. Let's talk about this book, this book that we just (laughs) read, uh, Transcendence. Mm. Mm. Okay. Transcendence. Transcendence. What do you think that means in the contents of this book? Is it like our love transcends our linguistic abilities yeah i think that is like a a a thing a phrase Mm -hmm. like our love transcends time that oh yeah you know so i feel like Mm -hmm. that's kind of on the nose here um i did think and i'm just gonna go ahead and spoil a thing that doesn't happen in this book that the end of the book would be they go back to her time and he transcends right and learns how Mm -hmm. to be like a person who can you know, and maybe Zeno not man. speak li- like English, but, you know, have a written language or perhaps a signed language of some sort, you know, something like that. Yeah. Where they could yeah. communicate deeper feelings and wants and desires rather than just guessing at them. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That didn't happen. They could happen. have a real relationship. Yeah, you know. Just this, we're the only two people <laughs> in uh, your eyes. Yeah. That didn't happen. Um, but that's what I thought the title might have been referring to. Wasn't that? <laughs> Uh, did you want to save your spoiler for when it comes up in the book or your your fun fact? Oh, I'm saving my fun fact for the very end. I think okay. that will have the most impact for both you and the listener. Okay, okay. Because I, I found something about uh, this this book. <laughs> She's teasing me with that it is all day. Very interesting. Oh, actually, this book, in the book, in the beginning, I didn't read the very beginning of this book. It has Neither a part I. You know about, I, I know, I didn't know it was here, though. Usually I do read them. It has, <gasps> Broca's area. Yeah, okay, it has a okay. part about the language. So she okay. did her homework on this and is like, you would not be able to, he would not be able to do any sort of language because this area is not defined. And okay. it talks about dogs. It is very much like your dog <gasps> that might learn a whole bunch of commands, but she doesn't actually know the word walk. That doesn't okay. mean the dog isn't smart. It will still pick up the leash and carry it to the front door. It just means it doesn't have the capacity for language. Well, that's what I get for not reading every page of this book. Egg, my face. All over. Just a yolky, <laughs> yolky it. face. Mm, it's going to do wonders for my skin. Just delicious. <laughs> okay, Transcendence. Ed is a caveman. He's all alone because his whole tribe has died in a fire. A thunderstorm happened. Everything caught on fire. Everyone died but Ed. Sad. Um, the cool thing about Ed, though, is he he did grab some of that fire on his way away from it. He's like, my whole family's dead, but I got to get some of this fire because if the fire goes out, it takes forever and ever to put it back together. Waste a- good fire? No. Yeah. Of course not. <laughs> I'm an so, orphan caveman, not a fool. Not an idiot. Just because I can't talk doesn't mean I don't know about fire. Come on. Come on. 
Um, Ed's been on his own for a long, long time. And so he's long. kind of like on the verge of just giving up. Um, doesn't really see the point in continuing to take care of himself and uh, the the need to like go out and hunt for food, especially in the winter. He's just like, well, whatever. Whatever Which happens, happens. Makes Ed a very relatable character to yeah. me on several levels. <laughs> you you yeah your relatability to him transcends yes that's what the yeah. title's referring that is to. it <laughs> uh so ed he goes out he's he he gets some food he's like might as well eat um and while he's out and about uh getting his food he hears these screams coming from a uh like a pit that he had dug to trap some animals in and he looks down into that hole and there is a, a woman um, in weird garb making weird mouth noises. And he's like, damn, she's hot. With hot beautiful, as hell. beautiful hair. That's another kink, I think, that's in this book is mm-hmm. hair combing. It's a lot like, of hair play. A lot yeah. of hair play. And that's, I have experienced many requests for various kinks because I am a woman who has had a dating profile that has been accessible (laughs) to straight men. Um, And, you know, I had never considered hair play as a kink, but I think this book is making the case for it. I don't know. Did it awaken something? I don't know that it did, but I definitely, you know, was like, oh, maybe that's a thing people are into because it definitely seems like Mm. this this caveman is yeah he even invented combs he so invented that. combs so that he could get that good soft touch yeah yep <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> so ed sees this girl in the bottom of a pit immediately gets a boner um helps her out he does he does yes, i feel like in my groin at the very sight of her he does get a boner immediately poor ed Now, to be fair, I think that there is a difference in romance novel parlance of a tightening of the groin and a full hardening of the groin. I think that hardening is when it's full So he's got a semi. He's got a half chub. Yeah. So just, you know. (laughs) (laughs) These are important Uh, distinctions. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I would would hate to mischaracterize Ed. Yes. Um, We need to be respectful. So Ed drags her back to the cave and she's like kicking and screaming the whole way. And Ed is like, why will she not just shut up? Because the predators are going to come back and eat us. Here's the thing about the predators, though. Ed is constantly worried about them, but they only showed up once at the very beginning of this book. You know, I didn't even think about that until you mentioned it right now. And you're right. They really didn't. And that's a missed opportunity, I feel like. Yes. Like, we do have another. We have, like, one really scary moment Mm -hmm. later on in the book. That, spoilers, involves another uh, cave person Mm -hmm. these are not Cro-Magnons nor Neanderthals like the the intro of the book which I just read when I mentioned it says this is like a made-up prehistoric person that she calls homo savage which cute Um, that's fun yeah I like I like that she's like some stuff she's like yeah this is a legit thing and some stuff Mm -hmm. she's just like fuck it I want to write a fun romance novel fuck you guys (laughs) yeah why not why not (laughs) who cares none of it's real Yes, exactly. It's it's a fictional like time travel's not real. So why do we fuck around and matter. try and make the None rest of it, of it make sense? None of it matters, and that's great. I feel like that is yeah. very like that was uh, what is the word? yeah. I feel like we should all strive towards just like it's your world. Do whatever the fuck you want in your book. Just who cares? 
Nobody cares. Yes. Maybe Which, some ding-dongs on a podcast are going to dissect it to death, but whatever. Does it matter? No, whatever. You got if your they bag. do, they probably have no lives. <laughs> yeah. Don't listen to those guys. <laughs> don't listen to them. Turn it off right now. No, don't. Stay Be with Be beautiful. Adventure on cave species. <laughs> uh, make them talk, though. Yeah. I mean... <laughs> That would be my preference, but mine too. There was just so much text in this book. So much text. Um, <laughs> Ed takes her home. Beth cries a lot. Um, so much. So I mean, much. I would too. To be clear, I cannot blame her for this. This would be very upsetting to mm-hmm. be in a situation in which. Nobody speaks your language or any language, and language hasn't been invented yet. Yeah, <laughs> that would fucking suck. That would suck, and um, to have to like work and do stuff with your hands, and gross. Exactly. Yes, um, be dirty all the time, and to be very afraid that this dude is going to sexually assault you, because like that would be because the vibe, he doesn't right? understand. Yes. Yeah. Um, that would be awful. I would cry tons. So I Same. mean, I get it, but it was annoying. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, I I kind of have like mixed feelings about the the fact that the book went there because so there is like okay so like for this book there's not a ton of plot he gets her she cries she's sad but then she accepts her situation and then like they work hard at chores um chores chores yes until the next big thing happens so the ed for ed and his species there are certain signals that you give to say that you've accepted someone as your mate and one of those signals is like sharing your name sounds, which is one of the only meaningful words that um, Ed has. His his name is Ed, E-H-D. Um, and then we have Elizabeth, who she tries to get him to say that. He cannot, shortens it to Beth, and he get he can only manage Beth. So we have Beth. Um, once she like shares name sounds with him, he's like, all right, she's she's into it. We're doing this for real. And so then like one night at the cave, he just like starts to take off all her clothes and is going to like try and put a baby in her. And she like, this is a very upsetting, like if, if, it's, if this was from her point of view, which I don't know if the novella gets into this scene from her point of view, like that's terrifying. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know personally me, I don't know, maybe again, kind of like you're the only two people in existence and kind of Stockholm syndrome sort of situation, but yeah. like, could you then fall in love with that person? And Yeah, mm. I think we have to maybe accept that Beth, we don't get her interiority. No, I think there's two things at play here. Number one, I think we have to accept that Beth is way more stoic than perhaps we are and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. able to be like, you know what, this is my situation now and I'm going to deal with it. And I think if you yes. apply that to Ed, maybe she's able to be like, yeah, okay, he doesn't understand language. Obviously, like, you know, this whole concept of consent is different for him. Um, and mm-hmm. also, I think it is important, and I did appreciate that the author did include the fact that Ed does understand the word no. Even a caveman can yes. figure it oh, out, thank ladies. You. Because she hits him the first time. And he's like, I don't want to get hit again. Damn. And she's like, no, very firmly. And Mm -hmm. at that point from then on, he very much respects her boundaries in that manner. 
Yes. Even like for bathing and stuff, he always like he peeks a few times, but he does like try attempt to give her some privacy mm-hmm. for like bathing and pooping and stuff. And obviously it's very hard to establish boundaries when again, you do not have a shared language or any language at all because language has not been invented yet because your brain doesn't hold that part of uh, yes. <laughs> the human experience. So like there's some <sighs> some some issues in that. But like, I think that, yeah, I can see how she would go on to form a relationship with this dude. Uh, because, you know, like, he did reestablish trust, I guess, by, like, once he understood what the boundary was, specifically when she says, no, I do not do the thing I was doing, that he mm-hmm. always follows that, right? So it's like, okay, yeah, it was, it was, you know, a bad sitch to start and would be very traumatic from her perspective, I should think, but, like, yeah, we don't get it from her perspective, and <laughs> yeah, he, yeah, you know, rebuilds trust after that, and, uh, did not have bad intentions. So I'm like, I yeah. can accept it as a romance novel. He waits like, I, it's hard to tell the passage of time because Ed does not have the concept. I want to say probably like at least a season yeah. has passed, like three or four months maybe before they start their sexual relationship. Um, there's a lot of there's a lot of angst in the beginning because Ed is trying to show her all the things that would make him a good mate and Bet is just like I don't give a fuck about your stick collection, dude. I don't. I, <laughs> she's like, cool. You have you have a stomach that you drink water out of. Whatever. The only thing she likes is the lake that he lives near because like it's beautiful. Um, and it's somewhere she can bathe. So they spend a lot of time down at the lake. Um. Bed does like slowly start to improve his life. She shows she shows him how to bathe. She shows him how to brush his teeth with mint leaves. Um, she, she starts a pottery class. You know. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> she does pottery. She makes cups and plates. The first of which Ed like breaks just to see like this looks really tough. I wonder if I can break it. And then he does. And then Bed gets like really pissed off. <laughs> I think also though that was like right when she was about to start her period was the other thing. Yeah. 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 Because <laughs> that was a fun little moment too of like here's a positive of dating a caveman. Right. She was like on her period and he was like. I got this. I know exactly I what to do because we don't have taboos about this because it's caveman times. And yes. he like gets her the proper supplies that his mother would use for, you know, that's a type of man yeah. you want when you're when you're on your period. He'll go buy your tampons and or go skin an antelope to make uh, to leather make strips leathers for you. <laughs> so that you can <laughs> not bleed all over everything. Yes. And he was even like, all I have on hand to stuff the leathers with are these are these dry grasses. But next time I'll have the right things. Yeah. Like he was already. Prefer- yeah. <laughs> would not want to go through my period living in the prehistoric no, times. doesn't sound good. Nope. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> so then I'm trying to think of what the next big thing that happens is. They do chores. Oh, she invents like some like bag sled thing. I, I wasn't quite sure what this was, but she takes like a leather and she puts handles on it so they can put their gathering materials in it and drag it back and forth. I, I don't know I what it's called. Quite picture it the way it was being described because it seemed like it was just one stick but I mean I've definitely seen like where there's two yeah. sticks and you like usually attach it to like a horse or an ox or whatever and it just yeah like on the I was ground. thinking like firewood often mm-hmm. is yeah yeah but she just does that but without a horse I think is probably but it was yeah it was, Ed is the horse yeah you know <laughs> Mr. Ed uh-huh uh-huh <laughs> <laughs> um 
uh, yeah, life just goes on for a while. Um, Beth cries a lot. She cries too when her when her clothes from start to get holes in them. That made her very sad. Um, Again, I and- would be sad at that, but I was just like, okay, girl, I get it. You know, like yeah, yeah. I think my reaction to a lot of this would also be crying, but like I didn't want to read true. about it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'm trying to think of like I can't remember if they have sex before she starts wearing cave people clothes. I think oh, she loses the jeans. How does she lose the jeans? Uh, the the remember. pig, the pig attacks. Oh, okay, yeah. So okay, so what? Oh, there's another predator. Okay, so so I think one time back, kind of she like leaves the cave in anger, or Ed is angry at her. I don't know. Something has she leaves the cave. And Ed hears her screaming, and there's, like, a boar, a wild boar cornering her. And Ed just, like, goes full ham and destroys ham <laughs> and destroys this boar. <laughs> like, punches it in the skull and then slashes its throat. Uh, and they feast on boar for a while. But but in that in that fight, um, the tusks from the boar get caught in Beth's jeans and mm-hmm. just, like, completely destroys them. So she then has to start wearing like the the furs and stuff that Ed has been making for her that she hasn't been doing shit with because she doesn't she doesn't want to wear furs instead of jeans. And I um, thought this scene was going to go into one of my favorite trope, which is you know sexy nurse situation where one yeah. of them is hurt and the other one has to care for them because he had like a ripped up arm or whatever, and I was like, ooh, the arm's gonna get infected or something, and mm. she's gonna have to deal with it. No total waste of a boar (laughs) truly though yeah she does make little washcloths out of her jeans but like yeah she washes it with warm water she boils the water and that saves his arm i guess at one point bet teaches ed the word kiss and they start kissing it was not clear to me though if she was just using this as positive reinforcement or if she like if the kisses were truly like the beginnings of a romance because this whole time ed is very like keeps wanting to put a baby in bed. Um, and it seems like, like she offers him a kiss kind of, to me, I was reading it like as a way to put him off from mm. the whole sex thing for a while. Cause I'm pretty sure Ben knows like, okay, if I have sex with this caveman, he's not going to know to pull out. I'm going to get pregnant. Um, well, but she starts tracking her ovulation. So yes. I think that's really more what it is, is that she wanted to wait long enough that she would have like a firm, calendar basically okay okay. i that was that was my vibe was that she was trying to be practical about it because like Mm -hmm. she's got the little stick that she marks days off and then once they do start having sex it's like they can't have sex when she's on her period because she's gross about it um and just likes everything to be she likes everything to be clean so they can't Mm -hmm. do it when she's bleeding um and then there's like a few other days a little later that she'll never let them have sex during that time so i'm like okay so she's figuring out when she's ovulating so i i felt like the kissing thing was mutual like I feel okay. like there was enough of Ed being but again sometimes he mis- misreads her yes yeah, it's so hard when you don't get the person with mm-hmm. the more complex thoughts yeah <laughs> but like he, you know there's longing looks and her so she blushes much around him lip biting so much lip yeah, biting so much. especially after she shaves his face mm-hmm. and sees how hot he is without the beard just bites that lip right off mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, they also like, well, at first I thought she was counting. Oh no, I'm just, whatever. I thought, I thought it was like a calendar. She was like, how many days she's been there? No, it's a tracker period. Okay. Okay. That makes more sense. 
Um, She's got to make sure she can't go get in. I was up. just confused about what the whole marking taste was. Yeah, because that was my thought. Because I was like, oh. Like, I did think it was the ovulation thing when they weren't having sex on random yeah. days. But she's been tracking it. She's been ready to have sex with this guy yes. for a long time. This is what I'm saying. That, that she's like, yeah. I don't think she was like, okay, I'm ready to have sex with him. I'm going to start tracking so that I know when I'm ovulating. <laughs> From day one. I think it was probably more like she was like, oh, this is a thing that might happen. I better, like. Again, I think yeah. she's just more prepared than I would be if I was in this situation. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like I said, she lasted longer Far than I would have. Longer if than she I was, would have. Yes. More than a couple hours. <laughs> be done. I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm not even entertaining this for a day. <laughs> no. <laughs> Life is over. Um, <laughs> so they start having sex. Um and Ed is very happy. She introduces him to Missionary. Uh, and, and like Cowgirl, cowgirl. I think. Cowgirl. Yeah. Because yeah. he, only, he only knows doggy style. So. Yes. Yeah. Uh, she teaches him how to pleasure a female, which is nice, that he was very enthusiastic about mm-hmm. it. Um, Ed was a good sexual partner for the lack of communication, I feel. Like he thought sex was only one way. It was no prep, doggy style. And that's it. That's Put all he knew. a baby knew. in her. But Beth teaches him. And it very, very quickly, too. It was like the, the second time they did it. And he's like, ah. Snaps for Ed. Snaps for Ed. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> so this was fine. I mean, I, my big hang up here, obviously, is like bathing. Because Ed is <laughs> resistant to get in the water in the winter. He does not like to be clean. But maybe after she makes her washcloth jeans. Um, then that situation. Yeah, they say that at one thing. point that eventually that he's like, wiping his dick with. Yeah, cloths. that that okay. they're like uh, because she can and they she invents the the um way to boil water faster where mm, you put yes, the like yes. heated pot and the you know whatever because she invents clay pots. Yes, um, this is so, so much more bearable than Ayla in Clan of the Cave Bear inventing know, everything right? because Bez like we know she's not really inventing everything but like she is. <laughs> I mean, yeah, she's coming up with survivalist stuff. She's and teaching the homo savages how to be yeah. more modern. But so, also yeah. they make the the end of this novel makes the specific point that it's not like she does this. And then that is the thing. Because I was going to be annoyed at that, too, if it was like, oh, she invented pottery. And so, like, that's how pottery. So it was like, because at the end, they're like, oh, pottery shouldn't exist at this time yeah. period and wasn't invented until. So it's just this little group of people who were doing the pottery. You know, yeah. it's not like, like she. Once, the, once, like, Bet and Ed died, that's probably like one more generation. Yeah. They're like, we're done with pots now. <laughs> this is silly. Let's go back to grass. Yeah. <laughs> they have, They start to have sex. And then the next big thing that happens is another homo savage finds the. Ed and Beth. Well, he finds Beth. That's the whole thing. He finds Beth and he tries to take her so that she can be his mate instead. And Ed flies into a rage when he sees this happening. Obviously, there is a scuffle. Um, and Ed ends up killing the guy, which we find out later. Like he he mortally injures the guy. Um, and then but in in the scuffle, Beth is kind of like tossed to the ground and she falls aways and hits her head on the rocks and there's a lot of blood just like girl's dead if you're unconscious for that long you're mm. dead you're not getting back up with this medical system no thank you yeah no thank you <laughs> uh so ed also thinks that bez dead he carries her back to the cave and he just like lays there with her uh 
thinking she's not going to wake up. He just lays there with her, like entwined completely with her body. Several days pass. The fire goes out, which is the big boo-boo here. But Bet wakes up and she's like, Ed, Ed, Luffs, Ed, Ed. And, and they do that whole thing with the kissing and, uh, then Ed is like, oh man, I got to spend four days getting this fire going. Cause that's how long it takes for me to do a fire. And Bez like, wait a minute. And she pulls this, the, the button off of her jeans, which she finds or had saved for a while. I don't know. But she's like, ah, look at me. I'm going to, I'm going to strike this on the flint. And Ed's like, nah, you're not going to waste my good flint on hitting it and scuffing <laughs> it up. And she's like, no, stop. And she shows him how quickly fire can be made. And again, Ed just fully worships Beth and the she's ground that she the walks coolest. on. She's so cool. They make fire all the time now. It's incredible. They just light things on fire and then put them out just for fun. Just because they can. It's so fast and so easy. We're in charge of fire now. Yes. <laughs> um, Beth has a baby. Beth gets pregnant and fully has the baby in the cave by herself with just Ed, who's like completely forgotten everything about what the women in his tribe did when they had babies I was like this to me is horrific like oh my word I could not imagine the pain um the fear the anxiety like knowing for nine Mm -hmm. months well like eight months or however long knowing you're pregnant and that that baby's gonna come out of you without the help of modern (laughs) medicine oh boy (laughs) oh boy she does it bed does it she's a hero she's she's just the coolest person has his baby. They name it. She wants to name the baby Sheila, but Ed can't say Sheila. So they just name the baby La. Sure. Uh, Sheila, I thought was a weird choice. I, it's revealed later on where the name Sheila comes from. It's mm-hmm. one of best friends in the future, but or the past, the <laughs> one of best friends from her <laughs> old life. Um, <laughs> but when was that supposed to take place? Like Sheila is a name that I'm like, I don't know. I again am going to tell you this will all make sense (laughs) soon. Oh my god. This will all make sense. All questions will be answered. Don't tell me this is based (laughs) off of an actual missing person. This is all gonna make sense. Don't worry about it. Oh my god. Okay, okay. (laughs) Um They have the baby Law. Law's fine, and but then when she turns about a year old, I think she starts getting jaundice. She starts to get very sick because her eyes turn yellow. Mm. Um, and they're and and Ben and Ed are very sad because they're like, "Oh, baby's gonna die. What are we gonna do? Guess what we're gonna do?" Deus Ex Machina comes in the form of Bay's dad, who has learned either how to travel back in time or finally has figured out where Bay has traveled to back in time, because he shows up on their front yard, and Ed is like, what "The fuck." Now, I fully thought at this point, I was like, oh, okay, so Bez's original time is, like, in the future compared to us, Um, Mm -hmm. and she is, like, a time traveler. That is her job, and she was sent back to, like, study this species or something, right? Uh uh And then she got lost or whatever. Got it. That makes sense. Yeah. It's not what happened, and I'm very upset about what did happen. Yeah, no. Uh -uh. (laughs) Uh-uh. Um. There are a lot of tears again at this point. Um, we don't really know what is said between Beth and her dad, but what happens is Beth forces her dad to take uh, Law back to the future to cure her. Uh, Ed fully does not comprehend what's happening at all, only sees his daughter disappear. And they are very sad for a long time because mm-hmm. they miss their baby. Mm-hmm. But they have another one. They have a boy named Lee. 
when Lee is about like, I probably like 18 months old, I think is, is the vibe I'm, I got, uh, dad come, dad from the future comes back. Ed is immediately aggressive. He's like, last time you were here, you made my wife cry and you stole my daughter. The fuck? I'm <laughs> not a fan. Uh, yeah. Not a fan at all. Bev's like, nah, dude, chill. He look, it's law. It's law. It's law. Ed look law. And finally he looks dad has law. She has not aged at all. She's the same age she was when, when dad left the first time, but now she is healthy. Can you imagine um, being a father who is working on some time travel bullshit? Yeah. Your daughter uh, uh-huh. accidentally goes back in time. You finally find her. Turns out she fucked a caveman, had a kid who is now sick. You're like, okay, honey, I'm going to fix this. You take the kid back, get the kid some medicine, bring the kid back like the next day to you because no mm-hmm. time has passed for law and dad. Um, yeah. And then she's like, oops, had another one. <laughs> yeah. Oh, look, here's your other grandchild. Jesus Christ, honey, you have to stop doing He's this. Like, Did you not learn? <laughs> no, because if I was Bez's dad, here's what I would do. I would say, you are, you know, I've, and I would take her back and then I would destroy all of my time traveling things. I would even because I'm I've, sorry, am, Ed. That's what I would do. <laughs> I am sure Bez was like, daddy, I love him. And, you know, they had that no. whole argument. But even so, I'd be like, cool, he can come back with us. And there I don't go, know, yeah. stay in the guest room until we teach until him. Until we get him clothes. Until we get him clothes. And I don't know what we're going to do with him, but it, it's got. We're you not know staying here. He's going to have a longer life if he comes back with us. So oh let's God. go. <laughs> I Yeah, there is no way I would be leaving. I don't know. <laughs> because we find out that is like all of like 18 or 19 when oh, she think, travels back in time i believe she's 17 and i have an argument for why that is oh my i thought she was in her explained. first year of college oh no my it's God. a high school field trip oh and no. it will be she might be 18 because you know but it will be explained when i tell you the thing oh no she said daddy it's it's not a phase and he's like god damn it you were coming back with me no absolutely i would fight even harder mm-hmm. to bring Bev back to bring your you teenager can't... who your oh your teenage oh mom god. to bring oh her back god. home madness i'm fucking pissed now okay anyway (laughs) dad comes back this time he's brought supplies like safety pins and a book to tell what what things are plants and shit Mm -hmm. Uh, and birth control control. good control two types of birth control excellent work thank you dad yes yes dad brought temporary birth control um because he's like you really gonna have like three or four more kids while you've got two toddlers. I don't think so. And then also a more permanent one that she uses later in her life when she's like done having kids. Um, and, and some other odds and ends. She keeps them all in this cave. Uh, and then dad leaves again and they never see him again. Why would he come back and visit? Maybe. Like, why I, would he just never come back? I feel like this is stuff that's probably explained in the novella. Like maybe he's, there's some bullshit time travel rule about like, Oh, you can't, you gotta I can't keep coming back can't yeah. keep coming back I only have it'll mess up the timeline time. yeah you know all mm. that sort of bullshit sci-fi stuff that you know it's fine whatever yeah makes the plot work whatever um, but we don't get an explanation for it in here we because don't. we can't it's understand what they're extremely yeah. frustrating yes 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 <laughs> teenage daughter is here back in time before they're oh my god anyway <laughs> Ed's like, well, now that our family is back together, um, we need to, we need to find a bigger cave. This cave is not big enough for a family of four, um, who will quickly become a family of of a six. million. Yeah, I don't. 
So they go and find other people. Um, and and they, they live with this other tribe. They have two more kids. Also important to note is with the first three kids, Bez is teaching them to talk. So they can talk because they've gotten whatever. Should, they've gotten their mother's brain, I suppose. The fourth child, I think it's it's he's more he takes more after ed mm-hmm. um brain development wise and he cannot communicate with bat and like that at that point she decides to take the birth control so i was like that's a little bit like okay <laughs> felt felt kind of strange but you know what her body her choice she gets to do whatever she wants with it i don't care i guess seems but like after you care. I, I, well it's just it was weird timing after you have a child that you're like oh no he's like his dad <laughs> Uh, she's like oh, i can't do it anymore what if i can't talk to the rest of them I she mean, got three that do talk so whatever um bad brings brings wonderful pottery and the fire. the carrying tarps and fire to this other tribe who probably otherwise would be like we don't want you and your weirdo talking wife and kids to join <laughs> us they're different from us uh but they accept her because of her inventions uh they their children intermarry within this new the new families everyone is happy bad takes the permanent birth control and then they die um the the time skips become very they're much further apart um and then like the last one we get is at the end of their lives we don't really know how much time has passed i mm-hmm. bez hair is gray but you know when you're living this rough who knows how long it takes for your hair to go gray i don't know um they are old enough that they have grandkids by their third child. Yes. But again, I don't know how early they'd be fucking. Yeah, exactly. We got that, that clan of the cave very shit. like, yeah, no mentions at all of it. Because we do get like, when they're oldest, when Lee goes off and, and selects a mate and has his own hearth. Sort of oldest. Them. But also sort of second oldest, depending. Yeah. Ooh, mm. Weird. <laughs> it's we been the longest. It's been the longest time since Law's birth. But the child Lee they've spent the most older. time with, uninterrupted. <laughs> <laughs> um. But yeah, we're we're specifically not told an age, and I like Ed wouldn't know. I guess like hmm. he wouldn't say, "Oh, it's been five summers," because like, yeah. well, first of all, five is not enough. But like, you know what I mean? Like, right. he wouldn't say it's been fifteen summers since because he can't count. Um, so yeah, they, they go back to their, their OG cave and they curl up together and bed dies and then Ed just lays there with her. And then we, and then we jump forward to the future slash Bez past slash where she came from. We see, we get a scene where she is on a field trip with her friends and she's like, uh, this display of these, these primitive peoples that my mom found in the uh in turkey or hungary or somewhere um and it's really fucking with her research everyone thinks she's a fraud now because they found a button from a pair of jeans that says jordash on them and her friend's like ah the cave people had the same fashion sense as you beth she's wearing jeans with a little jordash button on them and one of the friends Uh, is named sheila and one of the friends is named sheila and she's like, well, while I'm here at the museum where both my parents work, I might as well go say hi to my dad in his office. And she goes there and she's like, ooh, what are all these buttons and lights? Better plug this thing in. And then she, she's like, Danny phantomed herself. Yeah. And uh, that's it. That's that's transcendence, basically. Yeah. Now, Anna. Yeah. 
<laughs> okay. So the Sheila thing. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Sheila is kind of a weird name. Almost like the author had to change it from something else really quick, right? Like like that she just had to pick something. Um, uh huh. And you know, it's weird that she's seventeen when this book starts. Almost like. Because everything else in this book, I feel like it's got a pretty good grasp of consent. It's, like, pretty, you know, forward-thinking, whatever. It's, like, I'm, I don't know why she would make her character be 17 when she's going back in time to, like, settle down. That's, like, a weird choice, yeah. right? It's almost yeah. like that wasn't her choice. Oh, my God. It's almost like this was based on something else. No, was I right? Is this – is this a – did her friend go missing? No, no, no. Oh. No, did her no. friend travel through time? Legit? No, no. Is time travel real? No, no. Okay, okay. A girl with long brown hair and a boy with coppery-colored hair, um, they're, they're so in love, and uh, they have a, a crazy pregnancy that almost ends in her death. Stop. This is not fan fiction. Stop. <laughs> Buddy, what if I told you Be was originally short for Isabella? Bella. <gasps> and Ed. <gasps> Edward. That's what? my decision. <laughs> Baby, this is Twilight fanfic. <gasps> I was not expecting that. What? <laughs> yes. There was a fanfic where Edward Cullen, mm-hmm. sexy rich vampire, yep. was turned into a cave person? Yes, ma'am. It was. And I, I tried to find the original fic because the way I found it was that <laughs> I was looking at Goodreads to see how old she was supposed to be. And I was going through the questions. And at the very bottom, there was a question that was like, so this was Twilight fanfic, right? And I was like, what? That's wild. So I was like looking it up. And yes, it absolutely was. And the fanfic has a separate entry on Goodreads. Um, I cannot find the fanfic anywhere. But there is a place that had... It linked, but it's like you have to ask the admins to like be a member of the group, and the group seemed to be defunct since like 2013. Oh. So I was like, I don't think I can get it. And if you go to Shay Savage's website, she has a bunch of other like fic and stuff up that you can like re- like read. And um, she's very upfront about the fact that yes, oh my gosh, this book was originally a was Transcendence, a Twilight fanfic. Like this, she's Absolutely not trying to hide it or anything, wild. you know, but. Yeah. I just this is I a was not expecting fanfic. It. Oh my god! I like <laughs> y'all know I read fanfic on this website or on this website on this podcast. I've been very open about the fact that I read fanfiction. So it's not the fact that it's fanfiction that shocks me, but the fact that they have taken like yes. hyper modern, rich, sexy vampire, clean like sparkly vampire, and put him into cave person. Yes. Now I will <laughs> go on the record right now and say. Having read this and uh-huh. having read The Mister by E.L. James, which is not Twilight fanfic, but, you know, E.L. James also wrote Fifty Shades yeah. of Grey. I yes. personally think that Shay Savage deserves uh, the credit that E.L. James does because I feel like this was far better written. Than I, agree. I agree. I <laughs> agree. Oh, my gosh. Because I would never, never have put that together. I know. I know. And then I read it and I was like, oh, my God. So many things. Because, like, the like the descriptions of them, the coppery hair that they're always the going smelling. on about. Mm-hmm. He loves the smell mm-hmm. of her. <gasps> yep, yep. 
There it is. He even says that she's flower scented, which is a big thing in Twilight fandom that she smells like Frisia, oh right? God. The fact that dad had a mustache. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Oh my God. All of the little details are like, <gasps> like it's so I'm funny because it's like, dying. it's literally like the story itself has nothing to do with Twilight as far as I can tell. Like, I No, really yeah. It would just be there. their names it, because even like, I I get, I get it. I've had this conversation recently. Like, what is the point of AUs? And it's like, the AUs mm-hmm. is like the comfort of the characters, you know, right. in a new situation. But like, this is not, this is like an AU of an AU. Like, this it's is wild. Oh my goodness. Yep. I believe she has a couple other, because I think um, wow. Surviving Rain, I think, is another one of her books, which is also a Twilight fanfic that was originally called Surviving Bella. Um, mm-hmm. she, like, she's all over the place, because like, I was reading like, her like book list, and it's like uh-huh. mafia romance and like a boxer romance. I'm like, this is like checking off all of the fanfic tropes. And that's because she was writing fanfic. She wrote fanfic oh and then, God, you know, I scrubbed them and is <gasps> doing, her. doing well with it, I think. Yeah. Oh, my God inspirational truly truly i mean oh my gosh yes i i there are so many good fan fiction authors and also so many like authors that do write fan fiction still like that are Mm -hmm. like very secretive about their their usernames or not in some cases um i just i love that i love that this came from twilight it's Fantastic. Oh my god! I just—it's really blowing my mind mm-hmm. because. But that's why she's seventeen. Also, Bella is useful. I like, know. What? I know. It's so weird. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, so what? Who was Sheila then? I don't know. Do you think I, it's like Alice? I don't know if it was a specific. I'm just saying. I think that the name Sheila got picked, like kind of like uh, just throw okay. names into replace the names that yeah. You know, um, like if you think about it, she didn't have to replace most of the names, right? Except yeah. she just changed Beth to Beth, and then. Uh, dad could stay dad ed could stay ed, ed was, um, yeah yeah so like the only one that oh she had to swap God. was the new people like the the modern people and i think she probably just didn't put that i mean like no shade probably just didn't put that much thought into picking a name that sounded yeah. like realistic for the time because who gives um, a shit yeah all we right. know them by is the is the one consonant that ed can manage yeah oh my God. this is this i think i like it better now knowing this this <laughs> no, is right? absolutely wild to me no it's like it's like she took something that I was kind of like it kind of at this point in my life I'm like it kind of sucks um and I was like no I actually kind of like this version of it this is fun like it takes a lot of the shit that was kind of problematic in Twilight but people still like like the possessiveness and Mm -hmm. all that and And it makes makes sense makes sense right like it's weird oh my god having red midnight sun Uh yeah yeah (laughs) I definitely prefer this Ed to I do too. And Midnight Sun, right? Yes, absolutely. Because like, did Ed at any have... point Ed eat Bez tears? I think he might have. I think he might have tasted them. I think he might have actually like kissed them away. Yeah, probably. I think there was a, a moment oh like that. God. Yeah, it oh all comes God. together. I just, it's so interesting, like to have a. Abella mm-hmm. be like not only useful but like be the educator of the two of them yeah. because it's very not her role in the one Twilight book I have read. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, wow, wow, that really did blow my mind. You good for <laughs> good for you for saving that and for knowing. That I, would... I knew that once we I said it, it could not be unsaid. And we would not be able to focus on anything else about this book. Truly, truly. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> amazing good good job shay savage yeah 
I mean, like, uh, like I we've talked about you know fanfic becoming uh, you know yeah, fanfic we read before the Anna Todd book, uh, which I have issues with because it's real person fic that got turned into uh, yeah, you know, yeah, and I still yeah. think like I'm like mm, that's still not cool. I feel like at using RPF to to make money because I'm like yeah you change the names but like we know it's still gross. But it's, this I'm like yeah this is fine yeah, yeah. you know and what I- yeah. <laughs> And there have been a couple of like Star Wars fan fictions too mm-hmm. that have become I think like Winter's Orbit mm-hmm. was I wanna say it's like Poe and Finn, but I don't I don't I couldn't don't quote me on that hundred percent. And then like the Love Hypothesis, mm. which is Rayla fanfic, but yeah. re reskinned. Yeah. So I know um Lindsay Ellis, who is a controversial figure for, you know, reasons mm. of opening her mouth sometimes and not thinking all the way through. Um <laughs> But she, her, the books that she writes are Transformers fanfic. Like, she is very upfront about that. <laughs> what? Yeah. Hold on. Yeah. What are the What are the names of her books? Um, I cannot remember, but because uh, I know that name is super familiar. Now I'm. You probably if I've know them. Lindsay Ellis because a while ago she got the thing I was referring to is she got into a, a Twitter kerfuffle because she said some stuff about how uh, Ryan the Last Dragon was similar to Avatar, and people were like, "That's racist." Yeah, and okay. she was like, okay. no, I'm not saying it was bad. I'm saying that, like, it is drawing on tropes, right? Um, and it's like, okay, you could have phrased it better, probably. Yeah. But yeah, 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 yeah. Um, she got in hot water over that one. <laughs> I do remember that. Yes, yes. I was like, that's probably why the name sounds familiar, because she was Twitter's person of the day for a minute there. Yes. <laughs> oh, boy. But yeah, she she has a couple, I believe, like, best-selling, very highly regarded Transformers fanfics that she has well, written. you know. You know, everyone starts somewhere. Don't let anyone give you shit for writing or reading fanfic. Yeah. I have read some fanfic that have like the best stories I have ever read yeah. in my life. And so also, good. you know, I'm a big fan of uh, meta text stuff in general. So like fanfic, like I love retold myths and stuff for the same reason of like, mm-hmm. let's do the thing that everybody knows and put a new lens on it. Right. In yes. whatever way that's yeah. going to be. I mean, like that Her- that Hades and Persephone book that you read is fucking Greek mythology fanfic. Yeah, but because yeah. it's out of public domain, it's, it's acceptable. Versus, like, I mean, American Gods is fucking fanfic. Like, what are yeah, we doing? You yeah. know, every every like young adult series that's like off of Frankenstein mm-hmm. or you know, like everyone's super hyped because Great Gatsby's now out, you know, yeah. available to be fanfic for right. money. But it's like as long um, as enough times pass, it's no longer fanfic. It's uh, it, you know. A serious text yeah. and it's like nah man nah, i was just writing fanfic, fanfic. <laughs> yeah oh my gosh should we do a whole unit on fanfiction imagine i really feel like at some point in the distant future and i don't know what cap i want to put on this if it's like number of listens or like number of episodes or something but at some point we're gonna have to read my harry potter fanfic from when I was like 14 <laughs> Patreon <laughs> Patreon bonus for that Patreon uh, the, we don't have I don't know if we're talking about this on the show but the Harry Potter fanfic that I wrote in which a full chapter was just a scene from the importance of being earnest incredible <laughs> I think okay here's the, you, we should read that read your fanfiction for the podcast and then we both rewrite it and <laughs> read the rewrite <laughs> I don't know. The, my only issue with uh, that would just be putting more attention to Harry Potter, which is like, oh, That's okay. True. But also, like, 
do want to revisit some of, no we don't need it. we turn it into a non-harry yes. potter we turn it into an original story but it's st- no i was gonna say we turn it into a different fanfic <gasps> oh my like i we, like this we take <laughs> fanfic and take out we just put another ship on the top ip of... and put yes new replace I'm... the ships with other ships is it a harry jenny of story? course of course okay, harry just... jenny ron hermione you know i'm basic oh. Yeah, boy. (laughs) (laughs) I'm here for rare ships. No, you're not. You're here for Draco with anyone. Oh my god! First of all, yes. No, I do. uh, I do. I do like a good common of ships. The most common of ships, Draco. Draco and any anybody. (laughs) Draco and anybody. Uh, No, I do like. I started now that I'm older. Started started reading. a lot of rare ships and it's interesting it's been fun what's your favorite um it's not super rare anymore but at one point the harry daphne green gas green grass situation because the beauty of of daphne green grass in the harry potter fandom is you can just she's just an oc but that has been named by jkr essentially so like you could just slap any girl on there and harry falls in love with her and there's usually like it's usually like morally gray harry and he has like inheritances from the lord's potter and black and he's super rich and he has to learn how to like do slytherin things um that's a good worry about you sometimes yeah me too i get into some like (laughs) harry potter crossovers too boy Oh man. I worry about me a lot. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. You can read whatever you want. (laughs) I do. And I don't even go incognito, man. Bold. Google's over here like, girl, you gotta stop. You've read every single story under this tag. You've got to stop. You need to stop, please. You've got to stop. Branch (laughs) out. No. No. Keep refreshing. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep reading. Yuri and Victor fanfiction for us. Look, we can all get down on some Yuri and Victor fanfic, okay? Mm. Like that's again, yeah. I'm basic. We've said it. <laughs> they are like the perfect. They are. They're so cute. Perfect couple. Yeah. Oh my god. Anyway, yeah. that was this book. That was Transcendence. That was our. That was our small teaser for fanfiction unit that probably won't ever happen, but maybe, <laughs> maybe. Um. I feel like it'd be easy to do because there's a lot of really famous fan fictions out there. Anyway. Um. <laughs> I feel like I would really like to do a specific fanfic rescrub unit where we have yeah. to find, source the original fanfic and then read the published version. But that mm. seems like a lot of work and I don't know if I have the patience for it. That Yeah, because sometimes like, well, they remove them from like mm. AO3 and stuff. So you'd have, have to, to like... I don't know. I don't even know. I was thinking like, oh, we could do like City of Bones and the Draco trilogy, but I don't know if we can get the Draco trilogy anymore. I might have it still on one of my computers. It might be on my Google Drive somewhere, somewhere. but it's hidden in the depths of something. I know I only ever read the first one of those because Mm. you sent them to me when I said that I had was like reading a City of Bones book or something. And you're like, Mm -hmm. oh, here's what that's based on. Here's the source material. Yes. Um. Anyway, that's it for this week. Let's talk about what we're doing next. Um, what are we doing next? Well, next Even week, I don't know. Anna. Anna. Huh. Next what? week is our 150th special. <gasps> oh, my gosh. Oh, my Already? Oh, my goodness. Yes. We're so far ahead recording. Not really. We're a couple of weeks. but um, That's pretty far ahead. 
Yes, it is our 150th episode. I know technically it's going to say like 151 or something if you're looking at like iTunes, but that's because we had an announcement in there at some point. Yeah. This yeah. is we 150. We fucked up our numbering. It's fine. We number them ourselves. We know it's 150 in our hearts mm-hmm. and souls. You guys can believe what you want to believe. Um, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. For our special, I don't know if we're going to tell you guys what we're going to do, but it's going to be leave fun. A surprise. Yeah. yeah. Um, we have some guests. We're going to have some guests, and I will tell you that it is not covering an Animorphs book, but it is Animorphs themed. Mm-hmm. I'm so excited. I'm excited, too. I hope it goes well. I'm so nervous. I'm sure it will. I <sighs> think we will all be able to roll with the punches yeah 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 (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) anyway enough hints about that anyway the week after that we're going to be back with um my current unit which is on psychological horror uh Mm -hmm. anna what are we reading well here's the thing about me silly me i was like "Mm, which of these classic books am i gonna pick for m to read for this unit on Uh psychological horror and then I was like, oh, obviously, the answer is so clear. I'm a fool for not immediately thinking of this. Remember how last year I was like, I don't know if this is a haunted house book, but we should I read it. I should force you to say. read it. I know what you're But hey, say. you know what? It applies. It applies this year. You know what we're reading? We're reading Rebecca by it. Daphne du Maurier, one God of my favorite it. books of all time. God damn it. We got here. We finally got here. This is the worst. This is the worst. Let me tell you why this is the worst. You know, when you have Uh a movie or something that you really Mm -hmm. love and is really important to you and you Mm -hmm. share it with someone else and you Uh have to like keep looking, uh like you keep looking at them like, are they enjoying this? Do they like this? And you know that that's uncomfortable for that other person. Mm-hmm, I'm that mm-hmm. other person right now because I know Good. this is your favorite book. And if I don't like it, it's going to be a problem. <laughs> well, here's the thing. I haven't read it for several years. Mm-hmm. So my opinion might change. Um, it also might not. So Probably won't. <sighs> I have loved this book since I read it in senior year of high school. So it's been a minute. God, I can't believe I, I played myself. You did. You truly did. I didn't even know you had walked into my trap because I didn't know I had laid one a year ago until like a couple of days ago. I was like, oh, yeah. So I was I, like, oh, should we read Psycho? That sounds kind of lame. Should we read like maybe we could read you, which is like a more modern classic because we already did an old classic. And I was like, no, no, wait, I have it. You fool. Wow. So I'm excited. I'm super excited. Can't wait. Can't wait to talk about Rebecca with you. In the meantime, <laughs> if you guys have a book for the podcast you think we should cover, either because you think we would love it or hate it, you can tweet at us at ShuffleWareCast or email us ShuffleWareCast at gmail.com. I also sometimes semi-regularly update our Instagram, so that's also ShuffleWareCast. Yeah, go follow um, our Instagram. Anna does really cute posts when she updates. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah, when I update. But they're really thank cute. Thank you. Uh, as always thank you to Ben Cope for the use of our theme song you can check out his YouTube channel in our show notes below and we are also on all of your favorite podcast aggregating platforms so if you haven't followed or subscribed to us on one of those you definitely should otherwise you're not going to know you're not going to know what we're doing next week for our 150th episode can you believe we've been here that long with you talking in your ears I can't if you use Apple Podcasts, we'd very much appreciate a five-star <laughs> review. But if not, that's all right, because you are allowed to talk about us anywhere on the internet you would like. In the words of Shay Savage, I begin to show my mate her new home. Since we were already outside the cave, I start by showing her my impressive collection of wood. <laughs> oh, Ed. <laughs> the fact that <laughs> this is Edward Cullen showing up. A pile of logs. 
If something the size of a baby can come out, surely my penis can go in. It's big, but it is not that big. <laughs> oh, Ed. Also, that one's very good. Ed. Oh, the fact. Oh, it's such a revelation. This is Edward Beautiful. Cullen we've been talking about the whole time. Beautiful. Love it. None of it matters. And that's great. I feel like that is yeah. very like. That was freeing. Uh, what is the word? Yeah. What? I said it was freeing. A freeing. Yes. I agreed with you before I heard what you said. And then I had to go back and be like, no, wait, what did you say? I just assumed you would have fill in the blank for me. But yes, it was.